again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. Follow at your own risk. Joining me instead of Matt, who you can find at Horizon Matt most times, he'll be back next week presumably, is John Parker. What's up, Bob? How's it going today? It is going. It's you know, it's a victory. It's going to be a victory Monday for me. You, brought, <laughs> you Cleveland fans, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, John, you can find at Horizon Matt. Uh, you can find us on Twitter oh, at Horizon RT. I'm sorry. And you can also find us on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. I guess we have followers there. Um, you can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to follow us when where podcasts are found. And, John, um, we had Horizon Boy, Horizon Boy on a couple of weeks ago with the uh, – with the writers forum since he's contributed to us last year and I presumably he will do the same thing this year. But Horizon Boy is back with his own stand for his own standalone episode for uh, the second year in a row. So Horizon Boy, thank you very much once again for joining us. Let's go. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to do my preseason spiel here. Yeah. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. At Horizon Boy underscore HB on Twitter. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a good year for the Horizon and a great year for Horizon Boy. I can feel it. Um, yes. I, I know last year was a little, you know, last of the year was a little herky-jerky for you. It was herky-jerky. This will be my fifth year capping the Horizon League. And uh, it was the first that I ever was under 500. Ended wow. up uh, one game under 500, 56-57-1 against the spread last year, including nice. the captain tournament. But it was disappointing uh, overall. I understand. I blame all the the weird stuff going on with fan attendance and and COVID nineteen. That's my excuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if memory serves correct, you do kind of take that into account for these uh, for for your uh, kind of your uh, your handicapping a little bit. Yeah. So one of the things I found interesting last year when I was writing some columns was that home teams actually won at a higher percentage against the spread and by a larger margin of points, which is something that I think conventionally would be the opposite of what you would think to be true, given that there weren't fans uh, in the building. Uh, But there were, there were some other uh, statistical anomalies that I thought would present themselves with, especially the back-to-back schedule. Uh, I predicted that certain teams would be better at adjusting than others. And I also predicted that, coaches with more experience would be better at uh, would be those teams to better adjust. And that really didn't seem to be the case. In fact, not in a statistically significant amount, but uh, the younger uh, coaches actually did a little bit better on the second days of sure. offense play. And that's interesting because when you consider that, that the horizon league has by and large kind of shifted more towards this youth movement over the past few years, um, as is evidenced by, you know, guys like Jared Calhoun and um, Dennis Gates, obviously, and, you know, Luke Yaklich, Will Ryan. I'm sure more will come as others are ready to retire. Matt Crenshaw now over at IUPUI, um, another a new member of the youth movement over there. Um, and before we – actually, before we get a little further into the uh, the podcast, I want to give everybody a little bit of programming note. So um, if you are listening and you are – uh, we do have our annual Fall Fan Forum next week. Well, next week and the week after, so the week of the 20, September 26th and the week of October 3rd, 
we will be having our annual fall fan forum. Uh, right now we only have uh, Rick Neaton from Detroit Mercy and Nico Pappas from uh, Youngstown State uh, on board for us. So shoot us a DM at Horizon RT or, you know, we, we need to have more fans. That's what I'm saying. Um, the week a- after that, however, and uh, John, I know this kind of came together pretty quickly and super excited about this. We're actually doing a forum with members of uh, the Horizon League media, which means, you know, the play-by-play guys, the announcers, all you guys, that all the guys you guys hear all the time. We're getting a whole bunch of them together and um, – we're going to talk to them for two episodes. Two episodes worth. It's going to be an exciting time. I, uh, we've we've had most of them on, but we're going to have some new. We're going to have some new. Uh, some some of the uh, some of the guys that uh, we haven't really talked to um, coming on board. So that's going to be an exciting thing. And of course, um, preview week is coming up in the week of week of October eighteenth. Correct, John? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> week of October eighteenth. Okay. Yep. So you know, go to horizonroundtable.com. We are going to have previews for each and every one of t- every team. We're going to have predictions of who's you know who we have picked to finish, and who we have picked to, to the All Horizon League team. So you definitely don't want to miss that as well. So, um, and I want to talk a little bit about that too because right now we've got uh, we've our our preseason predictions aside. We have uh, we have the preseason publications coming out already. Um, I, I had the opportunity to grab the uh, the Lindy's and the Athlon preseason previews. Um, I have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with Lindy's first because this one is the one that's been bugging me the most, and I don't know why. Oh, actually, I know why. Um, Lindy's has IUPUI picked to finish eighth. And they have Youngstown State and Green Bay finished uh, to finish 11th and 12th, and UIC to pick to finish 10th. I don't get that one. Yeah, it, that definitely seems a little out of order. And then minor gripe for me with actually both of them, but Lindy's obviously did it. Uh, Wright State one is really interesting. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. So <laughs> both Lindy's and Athlon picked Wright State to be first. And, and get it? I'm they, not trying to be a homer here, but I don't understand that like even <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, I get it that they do have a, a phenomenal coach with decades of proof that he's a of phenomenal course. coach. They have two of the best players in the league, and they were when, when they won last year, they won by dozens of points. And we got to incidentally, we have to talk about that too. By uh, speaking of Scott Nagy, we got to talk a little bit about him too today because there was a uh, there was a story that came out in the uh, Wright State student newspaper, The Guardian, from Noah Kendig. And by the way, Noah, if you're listening, um, first week in November, we got the student media forum. We want you on here, and I want to ask you about this myself. But he actually went through the details of Scott Nagy's um, Scott Nagy's contract. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but. I'm a little confused because, you know, because Cleveland State brings everybody, like, literally brings everybody back. And even the folks, you know, the, the players that went to the transfer portal, they just replaced with like a bunch of other guys, of other transfer guys. Yeah, like it's insane. Picked up some really, really nice pieces. They have, by my count, as of right now, I think they have like 13 seniors on this team. 13. <laughs> 
ridiculous. Now, of course, now some of them obviously are taking their ta- are here for their extra year. Um, Al Eichelberger, who uh, we were wondering when he, if he was gonna if he was in or he was out, he's definitely in. Um, but yeah, he's back. As is Tory Patton. As is Craig Bodwan. And by the way, uh, both publications have Tory Patton as an all-conference guy, first team. So, um, and then of course they've got the uh, you know the 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 real seniors who, by the way, can opt into their extra year next year, which is uh, Spider Johnson, uh, Trago Million, um, Chris Green, and I can't remember the fourth one because there's a fourth one in there somewhere. Um, and then they, yeah, it's insane. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and 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 Brett Wright State loses a lot of love. I mean, yeah, mind you, of course they, they got Grant Basile though. I mean, they got Grant Basile. Um, they added in, they added in Riley Voss. They added in C.J. Wilborn from Milwaukee. But are they are they a first place team? I, I don't know. If C.J. Wilborn can replace what Grant Basile did last year. I'm gonna be really angry. <laughs> if he does it, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna build a shelter because the apocalypse has come upon us. <laughs> like, what I I recognize that a lot of times the second year under Baldwin Senior has not gone as well as the first for a lot of players. Sure, but that is, and I'll even say I, Based on what he did as a freshman, I thought he could be a guy who could make a jump as a sophomore, and that obviously didn't happen um, for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. But, man, the jump from where he was last year to anything remotely replacing, uh, essentially Grant Basile, because Basile's going to be sliding into replacing Loud and Love. Of course. Uh, that would be monumental. That would be... You are correct. Mind-blowing. Um, and I mean, I don't know. There's also I'll I'll say maybe a lot of last year needs to be thrown out just because of how chaotic it was, and maybe you know with a lot of things going back to normal. Uh, it, well, I know one part. I know one. I want to know one particular game that they're go, they they're gonna throw out. <laughs> Looking at you, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, thank you, Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We did that to you during the regular season and them during the postseason. <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyway. Um, I yeah. think it's great motivation for Cleveland State, though. If I'm Gates in the locker room and I'm saying, okay, look at everything we did last year and they still don't have us as the favorite in the conference. Like, we got, you know, it's a little chip on your shoulder entering the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and That's with multiple, you know, multiple guys who could be just – push players that were there for the championship down in the rotation. Like, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. And then, yeah, like you were saying at the top, the, the bottom of the predictions are a little bit wonky to me as well. Um, I will say this though, as far as the team, the four teams at the top four, the teams at the top are concerned and both Athlon and Lindy's have the same four teams in the top four, and, and I I will dispute the, the order of them. But, you know, Wright State, Cleveland State, um, Milwaukee, and Northern Kentucky. Obviously, Northern uh, – obviously, you know, Northern Kentucky brings most everybody back, so that makes sense. Milwaukee obviously makes sense because of, you know, that, you know, that whole Pat Wilhelman Jr. thing going on. <laughs> so, Yeah. But um, yeah, I think the big question for that for Milwaukee is, 
you know, they 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 avoided it. They avoided the meltdown at the end of last year, uh, this last season. Pretty impressive. And um, which is I'm sure John is a nice change of pace for Milwaukee fans because, you know, yeah. last two years have not been the, the ends of the last two years. The two years previous had not been pleasant. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, that's going to be something. But yeah, I think, you know, I obviously they've they've got, you know, Pat Powell and Junior aside, they still got DeAndre Golson. DeAndre Golson, by the way, uh, Lindy's has him picked as a second team all conference guy. So, so let's, real quick, but I don't really. Um, I'm spacing on this. Did they have Baldwin Jr. on it at all, or did they do that thing where they don't pick newcomers? Uh, no, not only do they have Pat Baldwin Jr. as a first team All Horizon League, they both picked cool. him as Player of the Year. Oh, which in, which incidentally, I disagree with. I think it's going to be my Antoine Davis still. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Unless I mean, so what I always compare it to is kind of the the early Brad Stevens years with like Matt Howard and then Gordon Hayward back to back, both arguably deserved it, but kind of got bumped down because of, you know, seniority. I also think it's weird that, well, okay, actually for, for their predictions, I think it makes sense that they would be picking uh, Baldwin Jr. over Davis because they both have Detroit picked to finish worse than they did last year. So which is interesting because I think that I honestly, well, actually, um, to be fair, um, Athlon has Detroit Mercy picked to finish fifth, and yeah. Lindy's has them picked finishing sixth. I think that Detroit Mercy is a top five team in this conference. I think they're going to finish in the top half, and if that is indeed the case, given the competition that's going to be at the top of this conference, which is going to be, which is going to be fierce. I'm not. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and it's going to be. That's going to be a grind right there, and I think, I think given that, and I think you know, with Detroit Mercy, you know, if they finish in the top half with with what's that? Who's at the top half right now? I think Antoine Davis wins it. I agree but, that I'm I'm bull on Mercy. I I think they're they're we've seen them mesh better. Don't call them every Mercy. Year Detroit Mercy people will come after us and kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually agree as well. I let's see. Like for me, where it gets interesting, I think Milwaukee is actually kind of a wild card, just given what I've said. You know, with yeah. year two being not as good as year one for a lot of players, if you know some of their key guys that are coming back do worse instead of better, despite having Baldwin Jr. there, they yeah. they might not get to the top of the league like they really, really, really should. Um, but. For me, Milwaukee's a wild card. Northern Kentucky and Oakland, for me, are going to be, you know, they're in the mix for the top half because they always are. Sure. Um, well, yeah, and of course. There's some really, really, like, Oakland added a really nice piece, Jamal Kane from Marquette. But they don't uh, have any size. That's their problem. But if, a lot of teams, I mean, and, uh, and we all have a conversation about, we know, we all talk about how size doesn't really matter in terms of the Horizon League. But if you look at the Horizon League, um, you look at, you know, the size where, the, as the horizon link is going, it's getting bigger in some spots. Um, I mean, <laughs> you look at, you know, obvious, uh, best example, Pat Baldwin Jr. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, Grand Basile, you know, whatever Cleveland State, whatever, you know, five-headed monster Cleveland State has got going on for him. 
yeah, I'm pretty sure Milwaukee's shortest guy is going to be six foot four in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah. um, and then one of those big guys can shoot. Ah, okay, sorry. Uh, but of course, he can be better. He's, come on, Pat Baldwin Jr. is picked to be a lottery pick. And by the way, whoever said he's not is just a weirdo. <laughs> Um, I don't know who it was, but I hope they don't follow us. But come on, dude. Come on. Really? Green Bay guy, if I remember right. So is what it no, is. I, but so what you're saying, I, I think this, the top six in this league, I think are, are going to be better than they have been, at least since yes. I've been covering this league I, in the last I, five I, years. I'd even the top half that. is really good. I, I yes. We were talking about the seller before, though. I don't know how you have IU, uh, IUPUI ranked uh, above anyone else. But yeah. I think there's some other teams that are really going to struggle in the league this year. And I'm, as I'm looking at rosters, I just don't see how they're going to compete. So what I find interesting, by the way, is that um, Lindy's had Purdue Fort Wayne finish fifth, which is interesting. And I actually think that's – I mean, I don't think they're going to finish that high, but I think they're going to be in the mix to be in the top half of the conference. And, I mean, for, if for no other reason, Jared Godfrey. Uh, but then Damian Chonqui as well. They're adding Absolutely. an all-league player from another conference. Yeah. Um, A.J. Brahma was second team, or was he honorable mention at Robert Morris before they came over? I mean, if you're... Uh, I, think it was second, I think it was second team NEC, if memory serves correct. Yeah. So uh, Chonqui, like, obviously the size thing we're talking about, he's going to be giving up, like, eight inches to the other guy some nights. Defense. But the guy is... But the guy is quick yeah, I mean, he's insanely like oh, yeah. no, I, I cannot wait to watch him and I, I mentioned this briefly on the on the writers forum but I think Sean Kui and PFW are going to be that team that those I don't think they're a top six team in the league actually but I think they're going to be annoying as heck and oh, yeah. they're going to be the ones where Wright State's you know thinking okay we've got this game in the bag Cleveland State and they're going to really ruffle some feathers in the top of the league. Oh, they were a pain. Well, they were a pain at the end of the season. Remember, they you know they they got the you know they they got the they got the win against Cleveland State in the end of the regular season. They knocked out Green Bay. They almost knocked out Cleveland State again in that triple <laughs> overtime game. So yeah, I think they're going to yeah. be. I, I think they're going to definitely be. They're going to be a spoiler because they yeah. They so and for that for that reason, that's why I, I think they're my pick to be best against the spread in the Heisman yeah. this year. Ah, there you go. And I, I would agree with that. I mean, especially when you have a team that that shoots the way that they do. Um, I mean, because let's face it, they are they their signature is and their signature is being a three point shooting team. And that's what they do. And I, they're not they've got the firepower to do it. And they've they've been pretty good. They were pretty good about it last year. And I don't see that changing, especially um you know, especially like I said, with Jared Godfrey kind of you know holding, you know, being the anchor of that team. Um, I don't under what I don't understand. Um, I can't even tell you what can. Could somebody remind me who's on uh, Robert Morris's team again? I know Rasheem Dunn is, and I don't remember that because he was supposed to go to Cleveland State, <laughs> then he didn't go to Cleveland State, and he went to St. John's, and then he wasn't at St. John's, and now he's back at Robert Morris. Um. So it is. I know they got Khalil Spear. Yeah. They got Cam. They yeah, got Cam Ferris, and then they got a bunch of new dudes, and they got that. Uh, they got Ferron Flavors from who's like isn't he like on his fifth? He's like on his fifth school right now, or something like that. He's he's bounced around as much as uh as much as Dunn has. So 
but this is the last stop for both of them. And and it's funny because I when when I thought Rasheem Dunn was going to be going to Cleveland State, I thought he would be kind of a difference maker. And then he, you know, obviously, you know, the whole entire meltdown happened, and you know, he ended up going to St. John's, and that was it. But impressively, but welcome back to the Horizon League, Rasheem Dunn. Yeah, and he was very good at St. John's. So I think he's one of the another one of those guys that I kind of bring up every year, where yeah. it's a newcomer who there's a very good chance he's going to be seeing. You know, he has all league potential. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, know. this is true. But the, yeah, this the, the but man, the, 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 when you look at the player, and I know you're going to lose your mind this year, looking at the uh, what we predict on who's going to be on all all league this year. I mean, it's going to be hard to figure out. Who, I mean, chaos because you have some teams. Um, like realistically, you're going to have. I don't know. Looking at the bottom of the league, it looks very very barren. But yeah. You're, some guys who haven't proven themselves yet who, you know, score 15, 18 a night because someone has to score points. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, I mean, obviously to me, you know, Pat Baldwin Jr. For, as all, all Horizon League first team is no brainer. Antoine Davis is a no brainer. I'd say I'd, I'd argue Tory Patton is a no brainer for first team again. Um, you can make you can obviously make the I mean, honestly, you're going to and then you're going to have to make the argument between like Tanner Holden, Grandpa Silly, Jalen Moore, Trayvon Faulkner, Jared Godfrey, all those guys. And there's probably about four or five people we haven't even mentioned yet. That's yeah. how many there are in this. And, you know, there there are so many. You know, there are so many different ways that this could go. Definitely um, nuts. But the big thing with Robert Morris is, I mean, there's such an unknown at this point that I don't know how well they're going to do or how badly they're going to do. They're they're gonna have to show it to me first, and I actually, if the record will I believe last year on this podcast when you had Horizon Boy on, we each agreed that they might be a top four team in the league, <laughs> and we were wrong. Now they did have we're their agent drama, yeah. but well, uh, they showed also, me nothing after he left. Well, the other thing too is that they were uh, they were one of the first teams that got you know they really struggled. In terms of you know what happened, you know they had to miss a bunch of games because of COVID too, and I know that really had to have screwed them up big time. And then the and then on top of that, then the then AJ Bromel leaves, and then that was kind of I mean that was kind of the season for them. And also remember too that they didn't get Khalil Spear until you know near the end of December because they had they finally you know the the NCAA finally got around to saying. Okay, you know we're we're just gonna let everybody you know everybody gets a transfer waiver and they waited until you know the end of December to do that. Oh yeah, no, but I mean they they were a disappointment outside of you know just those general concerns. They they were the worst against the spread last year in the Horizon League, and Vegas knows when AJ Brahma's out, but they just still could not cover. Well, yeah, and the other thing too was and you know Dante Tracy, which I thought who I thought was gonna be. An All Horizon League guy was he struggled all season, the whole season, and I did not expect that. So yeah, so that's what happened to him. <laughs> and then, kind of to your point about the chaos with the All League teams, yeah. Here, if I remember right, we had 19 players receive votes for the 15 spots. Yeah. This year, I kind of put together um, tentative 
first three teams, plus some other guys that I'm going to think about further, plus some guys who, um, using that formula that I, I mentioned for Grant Basile, um, kind of seem to fit that formula pretty well. Um, I have 25 potential all league players and then five more seem to fit that formula. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I, I believe it. I totally believe it. I mean, you know, we're, I mean, seriously, you're, you're, tar- I mean, even in these first two teams, you're not, we, I mean, where, where's Adrian Nelson on here? I mean, that guy, all that guy does is rebound and he's like one of the best rebounders in the league and he's not even on, you know, he's not even, I mean, he's not even really mentioned. I mean, look at, you know, it's hey. insane. I mean, hey. you know, you have, you know, you know, besides, you know, Tory Patton and Trago Million, and who else at Cleveland State is going to do? I mean, you know, we have yet to see the full potential. You know, we saw we saw flashes of Des Moines Hodge. Are we going to see more of him? Um, and, you know, I know I know Carrick is going to appreciate this. Where's Noah Waterman? <laughs> where's Matt Where's Matt Johnson? Matt Johnson was the sixth player of the year last year. And he's back. So, yeah, it's going to be And it'll be interesting stuff. to levy, you know, how do you rank uh, individual awards when – a setup at Cleveland State is so much different than they would yeah. be at Detroit or Milwaukee, where one guy is going to have the ball for such a large percentage of the time. Yeah, and yet somehow, uh, tr- and somehow, t- and yet somehow, Tory Patton still made first team last year. So yeah, I guess that. <laughs> I, I was surprised, but glad. I, I don't even think yeah. I had him. On I actually, I, I, feel bad I, actually had t- I think I had Tory Patton like third team last year. I the had first team. I had it. He only used first team again. It was so <laughs> even at the end of the season, it was so hard to kind of pin down the you know besides like a Loudon Love or an Antoine Davis, it was so hard to kind of pin down the some right. of them. No, really, you know, I, I call Terry Patton. I've always I've always referred to him as the Wario of the Horizon League. He's that guy who comes into your college town and just ruins your mood. Yeah. Um, and I think I think maybe you know everyone kind of watches the league, and then at the end of the day, you're looking back on the stats to try and cast your vote, and that may have gotten in the way of, of me putting him on the first team. But he does so much outside of the box score that's so important. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and again, and, and again, we're you know look at again look at Wright State. You know, you talk about Tanner Holden, you talk about Grant Basile, but you know where where's where's Tim Finke in all this? I mean, where's Trey Calvin? I mean, these you know. Those guys are no slashes themselves. Yeah, if they have a, a you know really thin bench again this year, which I'm not sure they can afford to, um, they He's always it. And by the way, I'd love to. So who convinced James Manns to stay? I just thought that's what I want to know. Because <laughs> James Manns seems like he should be playing way more than he actually does, and he just I think he could you know, start. I would have thought he would he would have been the first person in the transfer portal, but he's there. There he has. There he stays. I can think of. I think at least three teams in the league he'd probably start for. It's pretty wild. Absolutely. Three, probably more than that. He was, he was throwing eyes around Twitter and being a little coy about where he was going. But So it's surprising to see that he'll, he'll be on the right state bench. But I love it. I love guys that hang in there and wait for their turn. Yeah. I mean, well, he's been waiting three years for his turn. So, I mean, man. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm I. It's it's weird because you know in the beginning in the first cut first year or so when he was there, we saw a lot more of him then than we did last season. I mean, last oh. season he was practically the invisible man, which I didn't really understand. I mean, I did not understand at all. And you know, here's the other problem too, because he's kind of you know size wise, he kind of matches up about the same as a C.J. Wilborn or Riley Voss, yeah. who's also coming in. So I mean. 
that's a that's yeah i don't know what to tell you <laughs> but he's back he's back and I'd um, like to make a quick update on that 25 player list that i told you about I yeah, forgot to write down Adrian Nelson, so it's 26 now. <laughs> really? You forgot? Oh, yeah, Why did everybody even, forget Adrian Nelson? You know, um, I don't know. Did we even mention Marquise Warwick, too? What's that? Did we even mention Marquise Warwick yet, too? Oh, I have yeah. him. Yeah. He, he could be out there. There were so many good, and and this is and by the way, with that group, that's that is why it's it's not surprising that you know just two publications in, we've got you know Northern Kentucky ranked as high, predicted to you know finish as high as they do because they have some sneaky guys in there who could ruin your day very yeah. easily. And um, part of and what that's, and we're not even talking about David Bam. <laughs> yeah, that's actually part of what messed up uh, me writing down Nelson is. They have two guys on my breakout player list. Two guys who seem to fit the formula pretty well. So, yeah. uh, Bam and Trey Robinson. So, <laughs> who knows? I know exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, since I was talking about Rice State, okay, this is a good time for me to talk about you know what the heck is going on. So, okay, so obviously it, it's pretty well regarded that Scott Nagy is if not the highest paid uh, coach in the Horizon League, the highest paid coach in the Horizon League. But I wanted to talk a little bit about something. This kind of, this just, I was I was dumbfounded when I saw this. Uh, again, Noah Kindig over at the, um, Noah Kindig over at the uh, Wright State, WSU Guardian, Wright State student newspaper. He wrote a, he wrote a piece about the, uh, about, Scott Diggy's contract, which I didn't know. Um, you know, obviously there's, you know, obviously there's some number of things in here, but this is the thing that kind of threw me off like a lot. And this is from his article. Apparently, this is the verbiage that's in Scott Diggy's contract. Employees shall keep pu- his public comments about the university about university policies or actions taken by university administrators in a positive tone. Employees shall not, during the term of his agreement or thereafter, publicly disparage the university, including its trustees, administrators, or employees. So basically what that says is, Scott Nagy can't beg on literally anybody who works at, uh, not only anybody who works at uh, Wright State, but anybody who's a board, a board member at Wright State, now or even after he leaves Wright State, how did he, I, I'm blown away. Why would he have agreed to that? I'm sorry. That doesn't make well, any sense to me. Maybe he doesn't feel he has any issues with that, but one I of I guess. So I know. He's, 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 he's obviously, he's obviously, he must be more of a laid back guy than I give than I think. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. I know when we were initially kind of talking about this, I was making jokes about Billy Donlin. I'm yeah. wondering, especially with Donlin's relationship with Brad Brownell, I know when Brownell left UNC Wilmington, it was very, very contentious. Oh, but again, that was before, that was, that was after, I mean, that was a couple of years ago. That was after, you know, that was, this was written in 2016. Right. But I'm wondering, I mean, wow. Either Donlin or maybe even Brownell didn't really do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Seems like. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, if I were Billy Donlin, I would have any. I would probably have read. I want to. I mean, yeah, I, no. I mean, seriously, I'm Billy Donlin. I, you know, 
I did everything. I you know, finished second in the league a couple of years, and you know, I was on the I was knocking on the door of getting into the into the uh, tournament. And your my handsome reward for that. It, wait, he made it to the tournament, didn't he, Billy Donovan? No, he did not. Okay, why did I think he did? Um, I know Brownell did, but yeah. And his handsome reward is um, you're fired. Go away. Yeah, so I'm wondering if it's something that came out of all of that. Uh, must have been. Must have been. Either, I mean, from Brownell or from, or from I'm sorry, from Donlin or potentially from Brownell. Had, been from, had been from Donlin. Had to have been from Donlin because the AD Bob Grant caught a lot of crap for that. Yeah. It happened. To the point I think Jimmy got blocked by Bob Grant at one point <laughs> in time. I never did, but he did because, you know. Well, I can't I can't speak for what uh, is going in uh, Scott Nagy's head or, you know, what his conversations with his agents were about that clause or whatever. But you know, he's one of those unaware streets of the basketball game coaches. You know, he's the opposite of a Greg Campy who's going to be a little loud on Twitter, you know, yeah. dressed casually. Like, I don't think Nagy's going around talking smack around town. Uh, it doesn't seem like, right again, I think it, it seems like he's a lot more laid back than basically, you know. He's right. Much right. More back right. Than and I guess that's kind of my thought too. Hey, if I can get a little bit of a bonus money wise to sign this that I'm not going to violate anyway, why not? I mean, yeah, obviously he was making, he's making, he was offered way more money here at Wright State than he was at South Dakota State. Otherwise, he'd still, he would have probably held out for something else. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, and he could have too. He literally could have. I mean, if he'd have waited another year or so, he probably would have been in line for some way bigger paydays, I probably. But. Or also, also if, if he didn't talk smack after that uh, loss to Milwaukee in the conference tournament, then I don't know when's a better time because he should have been yeah, but that would have well, I mean, but again, off, but... if he did talk smack, it would not have been at anybody in the university. It would have been about <laughs> somebody else. So remember that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Keep in mind that yeah, that if this is everybody outside the university, screw them. Anybody inside the university, well, and, and I, well, here's the other thing too. I know Wright State has had major turmoil on campus. I know that much. Not so much, not as much as say Oakland has recently, but you know, still pretty, you know, pretty shaky over the last couple of years, over the last few years. Um, and the other, and let's also not forget that you know, wow, we had. Um, you know, Wright State also has the issue of the fact that they literally had to cut what two or three sport two sports last year, and they're under the Division One minimum right now, and they got to figure out a way to you know, you know, right that ship, or otherwise they're going to have to have some serious conversations about divisions. So, I mean, I I, I guess if I'm Scott Nagy, I wouldn't want to talk about that either. And plus, he doesn't know anything about that. how much would he even know about that, honestly. More than we think, maybe, but who knows? <laughs> but he's not telling us, and good for him. Um, but yeah, that's. And by the way, I actually wanted to ask. That's that's a good. Speaking of the Oakland situation, are they are, are the are the faculty still on strike? Still, I don't remember. I don't know, man. I'm not Matt. <laughs> I'm not Matt either. See, this is why <laughs> we gotta get Matt, Matt back on next week. Out. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. All I know is they got Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore is, you know, Jalen Moore is going to run that whole team, and he should. I think Townsend. Townsend, look out for him. He, he's a guy who could fill up some box scores and make a difference. 
I think I defensively think too. I, I think I agree. Uh, I agree. He would. He he's a rare good Oakland defensive player. Uh, I've got you know one guy in my mentions all the time who just loves Oakland overs. That's his thing. I think this Oakland team. I mean, they're gonna run and gun the ball, but Townsend's gonna have a ton of blocks and rebounds, and I think he's a good defensive player. Um, refresh my memory, guys. Uh, Zion Young is still on this team, right? Or is he? Yes. Yeah, he. Great. Is... Somebody should tell Lindy's because he's not in there. Oh, like not on their lineup. Not on their like. Not on their you know key re- key reserves. They only have Blake Lampman and returning starters, and not on there either. Like uh, what? a very key reserve, as Matt would say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what? How would you? How could you miss Zion Young? Like, how does that happen? I mean, the guy went nine for nine. I mean, actually, they don't. To be fair, they also don't have. Uh, to be fair, they also don't have Jamal Kane on here either. So yeah. When did when was this? Yeah, when was this due? Like in like, well, Jamal Kane's been there for a while, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Never mind. No. By the way, Detroit. By the way, Detroit. I know the Detroit Mercy. I know they lost. Um, they lost Bull Cool. I thought for sure that that uh, Matt Johnson. I know he was in the transfer portal, but apparently he's out because he's there still. And you know they lost Bull Cool, but they brought in DJ Harvey. So yeah. I'm interested in seeing where that play, how that plays out because that guy's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially if he can kind of revert to his Notre Dame time. Um, I know I was depending on a transfer to revert to his previous previous school last year with Terrence or Torian Thompson. Uh, obviously, didn't happen. But he disappeared if, off the planet. There was. We don't even know where. We don't even know where he went. He's just like. He yeah, was there here was, one day and then gone the next. I mean, he he actually, I mean, he I don't know, technically he did have another year of eligibility, but I mean, nobody knows what happened to him. I mean, he just there was clearly he knows what happened to him. He's just there. gone. And I mean, if, screwed up my the, screwed up our our tr- senior tracker too, by the way, but, for not even knowing where he was. But you know, then again, nobody knew where he was for most of the season either. So I mean, I guess that makes sense. Detroit's going to be fun to watch this year. I, I, I have circled January 22nd when they go to Milwaukee. I think that's going to be the coolest game of the regular season in the Horizon League. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, honestly, I think be, I think both I think both Pat Baldwin Jr. and Antoine Davis go off for major points that year that day. I that's gonna be, it's going to be a showdown. I, I hope. I mean, if both of them, think, if neither of them score more than 30, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> what are we thinking about the Milwaukee vibe? Are they gonna Are they gonna tune in for PBJ, or is it gonna be what wh- What do you think the attitude is there? It sounds like the ticket sales went through the roof immediately oh, after yeah. he committed. Um, so I would imagine, especially you know, if this whole Milwaukee winning championships thing keeps going on with the Brewers currently in a really nice looking spot, the Bucks winning it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. and you could see that going both ways, though. I mean, I, I that's kind of what I kind of wonder. Is that going to cut against them, that they're almost overshadowed by, you know, all this other exciting stuff going on in Milwaukee? Well, but, think, that's a good question because that's that's kind of, yeah. That's a good question, I, guess, but, I guess basketball come conference play, yeah, good point. Um, baseball should be a non-factor. Um, yeah. There should just be a tiny bit of overlap there. Um yeah, I, I don't know. 
Um, but I would imagine having, I mean, if he lives up to the hype, yeah. that, then. And right. there's no re- and there's really no reason to think that he wouldn't because he's just, you know, he's absolutely. I don't, I don't even think it was a question for me as much of, is he going to live up to the hype? It was more, is Milwaukee going to return to some of the crowds that they've had in the past when they were was, uh, a higher yeah. profile, you know, uh, program? Sorry. I, I think so. I think, I think so. <laughs> I, I get it. Um, but I mean, the potential is there. The potential is there. And I, I just wonder how much that, that uh, the city of Milwaukee is going to back the Panthers this year. That's a good question. I don't know. But I'm glad you brought up the schedule because I want to finish up this podcast by talking about that crazy thing that's going on. <laughs> um, so – as I as I when when the non-conference schedules were coming out, I had this I had the way that these were set up. It seemed to me that it was setting up so that there were going to be going to be Horizon League games at the beginning of December. They've done this once before. It was actually pretty cool because they were one of the few they were one of the few conferences that had started some of their games at the beginning of the season at a little earlier than most and true to form they have done that so thursday december 2nd they start they their first set of games is going to be thursday december 2nd and saturday december 4th and then afterwards it is and one more on december 5th because detroit mercy is playing uic and then after that it's just it's a mess it's insane (laughs) I mean, they basically, I mean, it looks normal and it starts normal enough because we have the, um, because we have, on uh, they start play, they start conference play again on December 30th and everybody's playing, all, all 12 teams are playing that day. And then all 12 teams play again on New Year's Day. Um, by the way, really going to screw up our, uh, our live show that we do every New Year's Day. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but then it just gets insane. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. We'll see here. Okay, so the next set of games, uh, Horizon League plays on the January fifth, January sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and then the tenth. They play f- after that. They play like six nights in a row, starting from the fifth and ending on the tenth. So, I've never seen that before. Have you reconsidered like, Horizon League game night this year? <laughs> it's, I was going to say it's like they don't want me to do this next year. <laughs> And I got it all set up too, because I, you know, the, uh, my um, for those of you scoring at home, obviously we did the live show um, after the, you know, uh, on for a lot of nights after conference games when it didn't seem like completely crazy to do so. Um, but wow, the big thing was it's like so we were on what were we on? Um, we were on another. We were just doing audio only. I, my goal was to put it all on Twitch and you know YouTube and do you know. A full thing, but man, if they're gonna do this to me, I don't know if I wanna. <laughs> I can't do this on my own. No, it, it seems crazy to players to make them play so many games and and short stretches. Uh, it's an odd way of d- approaching well, it. What's interesting? Well, see, here's the other thing too, and this is the part that I mean, it's not even, if you look at the actual schedule, it's not that completely insane because you're not because you know you're looking. I'm looking at it, and it's like. So, for example, the third. So, so for example, on the. Yeah, it's yeah, it is insane because let's see here, they got you know, they've got eight teams playing on Wednesday, Friday, and then again on Sunday. Um, okay. 
that's the only thing I can think of is the fact that you have, and then, and it's funny because then, you know, like literally the next week on the, on the, you know, the 13th and the 15th, they're back to all 12 teams playing on the same day. And then, you know, it's, and I, I don't know. And maybe it's because of the scheduling conflicts, because obviously a lot of these buildings have different, you know, teams that are, you know, different other activities going on. I mean, that 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 may have something to do with it, but man, that's maybe gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be rough to follow. <laughs> I'm gonna try my hardest, but I don't know, man. Quarterfinals last year, where there was literally just too much good basketball to catch it all at once. Yeah. That was the best day ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because the, the one I thought was the most boring was the. Uh, I, it, there were no boring. There should have been no boring games, but you know, man, and, and, yeah. it, it you guys like all the, had the, the one. The one game that was that was I, I want. I don't want to say the most boring, but the least exciting, which is like you know, not saying much. But it was the Oakland Youngstown State game. Went to overtime. No big yeah. deal. You guys guys were probably all too stressed out to even realize that. For Horizon Boy, a fan of none and a fan of all, I was just basking in it. You must be, yeah, I know. You must be loving that. It was all gravy. So that's where Bob and I probably came out of that night with very different reactions. Him with a whew, and me just bouncing off the walls after the Milwaukee miracle. I was like, I was like, yeah. Well, I was like, uh, obviously, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, thank you, Wright State, because I didn't want to have to deal with, you know, uh, thank you, Milwaukee. I didn't want to have to deal with Wright State. Um, yeah, woke up Jimmy, too, so that was good, yeah. too. No, I, I had, uh, I remember I was on Wright State that game. Yeah. And Milwaukee had previously done that to me against Cleveland State. Yes, they, they did. they came back by, what was it, like 13 points in a minute and a half or whatever? Uh, yeah, to my everlasting shame. Was it it was, it was, yeah, so I was on the wrong yeah. side of both Milwaukee comebacks, who I, I believe Ken Palm had it as the number one and the number three craziest comebacks of the entire college Which basketball year. Which is ironic year. because oh. in, the, in the semifinals, Cleveland State did, did the exact same thing to Milwaukee. I think yeah. they were up by like 13 or 14, and then Cleveland State did the same exact thing to them. Yeah. That whole entire tournament was insane. Just insane. <laughs> and I'm looking for, yeah, I mean, again, with, with so many, un, you know, with with how good at, at the very least the top half, I mean, even, you could even make an, I mean, you could really make an argument for, you know, maybe even the top eight. Even I, I honestly, I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna get from Robert Morris. I don't know what we're gonna get from Green Bay, and you know IUPUI is in full rebuilding mode. And I mean, I don't even know. I mean, honestly, you know, Youngstown State. So on Green Bay. I, over over or under. I mean, we got 22 conference games. I'll give you over or under five and a half wins for Green Bay in the conference. Five wins. Wow. I, I think they're gonna be terrible. They could finish last. They could finish. Could really? Um. Yeah. I mean, they could. I don't know if they will. I think that's just seems I'll to me that's over. Just because I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, where Will's dad coached, oh, and yes. I have to bet against him. So. <laughs> yeah, very true. So. All right. So with that said, I'm gonna go ahead and close it out. Horizon Boy, as always, and out a uh, pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Hope hope it's a better year for Horizon Boy, and it's going to be an exciting year all around the league. 
at Horizon or at Horizon Boy underscore HB is where they can find you on Twitter. And I swear, Horizon Boy, one day we're going to talk about your hot sauces. <laughs> we're going to do yes. that. Going to do Please that do. <laughs> at some point in time. So be a <laughs> All right. Um, again, HorizonRoundtable.com. That's where all of our uh, all of our content is written and uh, audio. Um, be sure to catch up on everything. Um, just even the last couple of weeks, you know, John Kaufman episode, uh, interview. If you haven't listened to it already, go ahead and listen to it. But um, yeah, and all, of course we are on. Uh, we're on wherever podcasts are found. I keep finding new ones and I keep adding us to them, and I'm going to keep doing that forever and ever and ever because I can. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, you can still pull it up on your, uh, Amazon and Google devices too. So stay tuned next week. Uh, first episode of the first part of the fall fan forum, but until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>